Three, two, one. Life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you take it. My name is Rick Napier, the president at 321 Biz Development, located in Northern California. 321 Biz Dev, a consulting firm, provides affordable sales system training and business development services for attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, and any traditional small business owners with uh, transaction prices at $1,000 and higher. 321 BizDev is the only consulting firm where what we teach, we can do. 321 BizDev also uploads to 22 podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and others. Our website is 321BizDev.com. Today's podcast guest is Carolyn Okorafor, Esquire, Principal at Co & Co at Attorneys at Law, located in Metro Houston. Co & Co Attorneys at Law practice areas are family law, immigration, criminal defense, and personal injury. So without further delay, I want to introduce Carolyn Okorafor uh, to the 321 Biz Dev, to all the people listening in Texas and across the United States. So hello, Carolyn, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I appreciate it so much. Doing great here in Texas. Very hot though. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> yes, I bet it is. My friend just landed in, in Naples, Florida, uh, which is uh, my hometown, and it was 90 degrees and 90 degrees humidity. So, and he's a California boy and he's sweating big time. So, Carolyn, please tell the 321 BizDev audience a little about yourself, such as where are you from, your educational background, your work experience, and any information you want to share before you started Co & Co Attorneys at Law. Okay. Thank you again. Um, my name is Carolyn Okorafor. Um, I'm one of the managing attorneys at Co & Co Attorneys at Law. Um, a little bit about myself. I went to, I graduated law school from UNT, Dallas College of Law. My undergraduate I did at Stephen F. Austin State University, where I majored in criminal justice with a minor in public administration. Um, I live in Texas. My firm has roughly has been open since the end of 2019, but I would say that it's been hit, it was hit and running in January of 2020. Um, the bulk of our practice areas, which you've already stated is, we do, you know, I would say that we're a full service firm where we do um, family law, criminal, personal injury, and immigration. However, I would say the main practice areas are family law, criminal, and we have um, a lot of personal injury cases too. Um, I decided to open up my own firm after working for other law firms. I wasn't really happy, um, and I wanted to be able to develop or grow a practice where I can work to be more client-based, where I can focus on my clients and the needs of my clients, um, be able to communicate with my clients how I want to um, without having, like, you know, um, people to oversee and stuff like that. So um, I just decided to open up my own practice where I can, you know, lay the ground rules on everything. Um, we do have another attorney partner. His name is Chidi Oha. He primarily does insurance 
um, claims and personal injury. So that's pretty oh, nice. much about. Thank you very much. That's pretty. Yeah, I, I I can definitely relate to wanting to 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 go out and start your own thing. I used to work in corporate America at a Fortune 500 company in Los Angeles myself. And after working about 80 hours a week and and spending a lot of time on aircraft, I decided to start my own company doing something that I love to do. So I really appreciate uh, your answer and your and the spirit of why uh, you started your own practice. So, Carolyn, please share with the audience of all the professions that you could that you could have chose. Why did you decide to become an attorney? Well, that's 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 an interesting question. But um, the truth is, I come from a family of medical, like most of my family are doctors, nurses, um, that realm, in that realm. Um, Ever since I was little, I was always asked the question what I wanted to do. And crazy enough, my my dream was always to become an attorney um, since I was born. So there was nothing, I've never ever said, hey, I want to be a nurse or a doctor. I decided I wanted to be an attorney at a young age, more so because I'm very passionate about helping people. And at a young age, I was able to see quickly that the criminal justice system here in America is very, very flawed. So um, I positioned my mindset to dream of becoming an attorney and actually accomplish that dream. So from the jump, I've always wanted to be an attorney. One of my mentors is my aunt. She was an attorney. I always looked up to her. My brother-in-law, who's also my partner, he's an attorney, so I always looked up to him. Um, And I pretty much kind of saw the goal. I followed the footsteps and just accomplished it. Nice. I'm I'm, I'm humming in my head right now that song by uh, Sly and the Family Stone called It's a Family Affair. Have you heard of yeah. that song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, our our, our uh, podcast interviews are they're very informative. But every now and then, I, I try my my hand at being a comedian, which it really doesn't work all the time. So so anyway, no, let, me, let me move on. Carol, was it pretty good? It was. It was. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I'll keep my day job. So here's my <laughs> next question, Carolyn. For each practice area, uh, family law, immigration, criminal defense, and personal injury, please uh, explain one thing people should know, uh, I mean, without giving giving them all the information that you can give them that could help their legal situation. You know, one, that one thing that people should know that would prompt them to call you, what is that one thing per uh, practice area that you can think that most people should, should want to know um, to help them call you? Okay, Um, I would start from family law. So with family law, I would say um, when you feel like when you're in a a relationship, in a marriage or a relationship and you have children with the other parent or you're in a marriage, when there is conflict, conflict is okay, but it's more so how you handle the conflict. A lot of people even prospective clients, I always suggest, you know, if the family can stay together, keep the family together. Now, if you've exhausted all and everything, such as counseling, 
going to church, you know, seeking mentors that have been in the same situation as you, that have, you know, you know, passed their troubles and became, you know, very happy with their situation. If all, if everything fails and the conflict begins to develop more and more and more, that's when I say, you know, go ahead and consult with a family law attorney. Um, regarding a divorce, I would say there's a lot of assets in this state um, from both sides, community or separate property. Um, and you know that there's going to be a conflict of the division of property because you, because at that point you should know your spouse. You should know if your spouse is going to be able to be amicable or, you know, walk away and, and agree with everything or, you know, they can be the opposite. So I would definitely say at that, at that time, you should definitely contact um, a family law attorney. Um, and I even sometimes when I do talk to my clients, when I talk to my clients or prospective clients, again, if they're kind of unsure about moving forward, I do an evaluation, but I'm very, very fair. So I'm not, I'm not here to take your money. I just want to help. So I tell them, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't hire me. You should probably go to counseling first. And there are situations mm -hmm. where people do counseling and if Carolyn's not working, I'm going to go ahead and move forward. And at least at that time, you have um, exhausted all of your avenues and you know that the divorce um, is the final step, you know, to end the marriage or the relationship. So that's what I, that's what I would say for family law. Immigration, um, basically for immigration, if you're in the United States and you're illegal, because a lot of um, clients that I do speak to, they have a lot of anxiety and fear, right? Um, as soon as you feel that anxiety or fear and you feel like, okay, I have no status in this country, the first thing you should do is definitely consult an immigration attorney to see if there's any avenue um, I would say also if you are in the process of adjusting your status, right? So, you know, you, you know, you came into this country as a student, for an example, and, you know, you find a wife and you want to go ahead and do that process, definitely contact the immigration attorney. For criminal defense, I would say as soon as you get arrested, contact an attorney. Um, especially because I do have a lot of clients that are first-time offenders, especially, and they don't know exactly what's going on. Um, and mistakes are being made in the beginning. So I always say when you're arrested, you know, you let them know you have an attorney. Contact your attorney, right? Um, as soon as you're mm -hmm. arrested or they would, um, or if you have a warrant out and you don't know what to do, you're scared that you're going to get arrested, contact a criminal attorney. There are ways that you can do a, a walkthrough bond you could kind of, per, per, you know, turn yourself in a way where you can possibly bond out and not even having to physically go into prison. Personal injury, as soon as you get an accident and it is bad, you need to call an attorney. Nice, so nice. Yeah, you know, in the criminal defense, are you saying basically um, someone with the warrant, let's say, you know, you know the, the law enforcement's looking for you and you know they're looking for you and, and maybe, I don't know, you're hiding out. Is it, is it recommended that you call the attorney, uh, someone like yourself, and 
you have you you know the law you know the process of maybe you can uh get that person uh through that that first stage of hey we found him or we found her and uh it makes it easy on the system that the person is turning themselves in and they have an attorney is is that what you meant exactly because that the attorney Great. would be able to like help them with that situation just kind of put a little bit more ease into it mm-hmm. yeah and i've seen situations cuz i i have re- referred um uh, a person uh, to an attorney here in northern california and that the 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 uh the mother who's a nurse and gosh you know I, yeah she was from kenya by the way a good friend of mine and um she uh got the attorney and the outcome was less severe almost 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 non-existent i mean almost like not even nothing to worry about once an attorney stepped in and started you know guiding the process through uh you know through the courts so uh, i i would tell listeners based on what i've seen that is so important make sure you call an attorney so that you won't have to you know do this thing from scratch or from square one without any type of defense and for personal injury um i always had this phrase carolyn uh that um that people in other words i believe people should always have access to an attorney even if they don't if they don't have a, a personal injury case because in los angeles if you drive down you know from downtown or the 405 freeway there are probably i don't know 20 30 40 attorney signs but when a person needs an attorney they forget about <laughs> all those signs that they that they pass by at 75 80 miles an hour uh so i i just think that people should always have an attorney that they can call so that's just my my input on that one so i want to thank you for your comment here's the uh, the next question that i have for each practice area if you can without divulging any personal information about your clients please provide an example of how your law firm cohen co attorneys at law came to the rescue for your legal client okay um let me start by um okay we think okay so for so for criminal I would definitely say um I'm trying to think there's a lot of situations that I could think of at the top of my head so I'm, I'm trying to just give a a good example of how we stepped in. Yeah, take your time, okay. you know, think you'll know, think it through because this this I people love the fact that I we have just impromptu, you know, questions and answers. Oh. People love that about the real about the yeah. uh 321 Bizdev podcast. Um I would say uh one of my recent cases Um, they did have a court-appointed attorney, and no, nothing against court-appointed attorneys for criminal law. They they do a, an excellent job, but sometimes their caseloads get very heavy, such as defense attorneys as well. Um, my client was charged with um, she was charged with aggravated assault and burglary of, of habitation. Um, and that particular client was completely innocent. Unfortunately, the victim um completely lied um mm. about the whole situation. So my client 
was facing up to five years in jail and they were very adamant on, you know, not, you know, that was the only recommendation for her unless you go to trial. But um, one thing that I know that I do at our firm is we take adequate steps to investigate our cases because it's very, very important. Sometimes with cases where the client is completely innocent, if there's evidence to show that the client is, evident, is innocent, instead of going to trial and wasting time, rather you can present that argument to the, to the prosecutor who's assigned to the case or even the judge. Um, so for that particular case, we, I think it took me three months to did thorough investigation, um, was able to present enough evidence that those, that the, that the charges were falsely made and, um, we were able to get the charges dropped. Um, you know, my client during this time, she was not able to get a job because those were pending felony charges pending <clears throat> on her record. So I know I can remember you know, going back and forth with the prosecutors that day, and I probably spent like two hours, and then we finally were able to, you know, get it dismissed. And I remember running out and telling her, and she was just in tears, you know, because mm. when she hired me, the only thing she told me, she was just like, do you think you can, you know, make sure that I'm, that I'm innocent? And I was like, if you're innocent, I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that it happens. And it did. Mm -hmm. So I was nice. paid after criminal. I was very happy about that. Um, I would say for family, so for family law, okay. Um, another case that I worked on, um, client came to me, um, and this was a factor case, which is food affecting parent-child relationship. So um, parents were not married, but they did share a child together. Um, the other parent was considered a celebrity. Um, my client was not. Um, she was actually a teacher and she wanted an increase in child support. But the other parent wanted to um, proceed to take the child because when you're 12 years old and in, in Texas, if a child is 12, they do, um, the child at 12 has, can state their desire of whatever parent they want to live with. So, you know, we knew that the best interest of the child was not with the opposing party. Um, so that case, we had to really, really fight. And sometimes people think, you know, because you have so much money or you have so much fame, things are only naturally given to you. But, you know, I had to work very, very hard to show them that the law you know, the law doesn't have any value as far as money and stuff, right? Um, especially if when you're in front of a fair court, money or any of that or fame is not looked upon. The main thing is the best interest of the child. So we fought very hard and we were able to win um, early on. Great. That's awesome for the, for the, so, for the mother and the child, for sure. Right. Um, Immigration had a client who has pretty much exhausted all of his resources here in the country. He's been in the country for many years. He was a pro se asylum seeker. Um, his asylum got denied based on because he couldn't make his interview. Um, and at the time he needed a work permit. 
I think he was trying for 10 years. He had an attorney. He thought his attorney wasn't efficient. Um, then hired me. Um, you know, sometimes when clients have previous attorneys, it's hard for them to trust the next one. So mm -hmm. I was able to amend his filing. And the short story of that is I was able to get his work permit within three months, right? So something that somebody was trying to do in 10 years, I was able to do it in three months because what? Again, I knew how oh my gosh. Yeah, because there's ways around it. Um, I know for that particular case, he qualified under the asylum seeker, um, which there was a law. There's a law passed where you're able to get your work permit if you have a pending asylum application within a short period of time. So I was able to quickly um, do that for the client, and he was able to get his work permit. So that was amazing for me, and it's also a good feeling. Um, let me see. And then I think the last one is personal injury. Yeah, and the personal injury one, Heather, do you have any cases where you came to the rescue? Because the personal injury one is, is um, you know, I, I've never worked in the what they call the property and casualty insurance part where, the, where, the, where there's monies paid to to people for, for, for injuries and things like that. But I see that it could be very complicated. Is that a correct yeah, assumption? I think, I think the main thing overall with personal injuries, you know, depending on how bad your, your client was involved in the accident, it's definitely, you know, you have to represent the insurance policy well, then you have to go after the insurance company to make sure that they're able to recover the amount they deserve for treatment, lost wages, and et cetera. So depending on the case, we always try to go after policy limits. Uh, most of the cases that we take are, you know, severe where the car has been completely totaled. So that's what I would say. That's kind of straightforward. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So Carolyn, here's another question that I have, and you provided some great responses. And I know listeners will, I mean, because I'll just tell you, people, a lot of people are afraid to go to attorneys for whatever reason. I mean, I went to one long time ago. It was like a little something that elevated a little higher than a small, um, what do you call it, small, small claims court case. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I said, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what the, what the ins and outs of this could be. So I called an attorney and it turned out in my favor and my intuition was correct, but Nowadays, you can't you can't make decisions based on what you think. You need to know the letter of the law. And for some of the cases that you're talking about, I mean, it, it just it's just wise for people to to seek that legal counsel. So here's my um, next. It's a like a statement or something that you can describe. Um, pick the, the a case where your prospects came in with some type of. Um, uh, they were insecure about or feeling kind of like doubtful about their case. And please describe the after part where, you know, they came in, you know, kind of doubtful, but afterwards they were like so excited and, you know, you, you really helped them out. Yeah. Um, those are a lot. Um, I think that's mainly in, um, 
some are criminal cases where, you know, my clients are like, you know, do you think you can get it dismissed? I don't need anything on my record. I'm a first time offender. Um, you know, some of these cases are, you know, even if it's a first time offender, you know, if it's a, you know, depending on if it's drugs, depending on how much, you know, drugs were obtained in the car or if it's weapons or such. Um, actually, let me think, talk, talk that actually, actually now. So the case I'm currently working on um, with another attorney where my client is actually going up for the court of appeals um, soon. And um, he thought that there was like no chance of anything. But once we evaluated the case, we were able to show him really strong possibilities of how we can overcome this issue and hopefully get it back to the trial court. So he did look at, he did talk to a different attorney, but I think like what you said, if you know the law and you're well experienced in your area, you're able to give your client other perspectives and offer them a sense of hope. I know that we can't say it's a hundred percent, this is going to happen. We can never guarantee our clients that, but I do believe if your actions show that you're fighting, your clients will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much happened. We were able to talk to him and let him know A, B, and C, and he was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, very excited, you know, and happy. It's like, there's some hope. I bet. I bet. So, Carolyn, do you have any closing comments that you would like to provide to the 321BizDev listeners? And like I mentioned, our podcast episodes go out to 22 different podcast platforms. And so please close us out with any comment, especially how people can contact your law practice. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Definitely, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I definitely appreciate this. Hopefully, you know, we will be able to talk again. I'll come back on with more helpful information. If anyone's in Texas or anywhere, because I do refer a lot of my clients out. I do have immigration clients all over, so... If anyone is in need of any of my practice areas that we offer here at the firm, please contact us at 281-903-7328 or the alternate phone number is 832-407-1907. You can also go on our website, which is www.concolaw.org. So C-O-A-N-D-C-O-Law.org. And just come check us out. 